Hello, and welcome to the Novi Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Bergelski. And Jeff, today we have the big kahuna of Inovia. We have our CEO, Alan Wine. <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome, Alan. Good morning. Very funny. Yes. <laughs> Can't even spell kahuna, so, you know, we're good on that one. <laughs> All better. right, so... Well, we're excited so, to have you on there, and I think, Alan, we've been a little a little busy recently. I heard we acquired another company. We did. We uh, we have been talking with um, the owner of of DMS, a Canadian company, for oh man, probably five years, on and off, just discussing it. He has a, a NAV business central practice that is a much smaller part of his overall business. Um, DMS is the parent company of InsightWorks. So Mark finally got to the point where he's like, look, I'd really like to spend this part of the business off the NAB and the BC practice and focus much more exclusively on my ISV practice that, you know, it, it obviously has gone exceedingly well for him. Anovia sells a, a large amount of that product mm. to a lot of our customers. Um, and, you know, he's international in how he sells that. So. So, you know, he called me up, I don't know, about four or five months ago and said, okay, I'm finally ready. And, you know, it went pretty quick. We we had conversations through it and got probably about 45 customers um, at various levels of activity with the deal and uh, acquired four additional staff members for Inovia at this point. So it, it you know, it was a, a very good process and very quick process and the employees are working out fantastic. And, you know, we've gotten up there to visit customers and they're all excited about what Inovia can bring to the table. So it was a, it was an exciting move for all of us, especially getting a Canadian presence. Great. And I know you said you've been talking for years. What were the synergies that stood out that made, made this a good partnership? So Mark's company runs very similar to ours. It, you know, it's, it's a small concept, you have a cultural concept of take really good care of your employees, take really good care of your customers, try to be on the on the leading edge of technology with that. And, you know, obviously Inovia does the same thing. And both companies have grown at a substantial pace over the last four or five years. And, you know, so it was a matter of what we say frequently at Inovia, which is play to your strengths. You know, Mark's strength and DMSI was his ISV. Our strength is is NAV and BC. It's what we do. It's what we stay focused on. It's one of our touchstones of of how we talk about our company. It's all we do. And to be great at something, you got to focus on it. So, you know, from from that standpoint, it just it finally worked out perfectly. He could comfortably give up customers and employees to somebody he trusts. And, you know, we could trust him and what he said about them and how they worked and and make sure the transition was smooth. And it has been very smooth. Um, and so while financial synergies, you know, did I were we able to not have an extra AP clerk or some? No, that doesn't happen. But it was definitely how we both grow our businesses and, and continue to focus. And that was that was bigger than anything. And it's it's. It's not an insignificant number of dollars in customers that he had going up there. So, you know, it's 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 a good way for us to really get a good Canadian presence and then continue to build on that. So with the four we acquired uh, the consultants mm -hmm. and 
How many Canadian employees do we have now? Yeah, you would ask me that. You have to ask <laughs> um, I think we are probably at eight or nine would be my guess. Um, okay. So those four and then ones that we had already hired and utilized in our uh, United States, kind of United States practice. Um, so, yeah, it's it's growing. And we look to probably next year bring on, I would say, depending on how projects go, maybe two more uh, application consultants to the team that is up there um, that focus on these customers that we acquired. We, I don't anticipate shifting the people that are already, that we had already hired that were in Canada because they're on teams already. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly we'll be able to utilize teams that are based in the U.S. to work on Canadian projects and, and the Canadian you know teams as we continue to grow that one um, that work um, and work occasionally on, on U.S.-based products or projects. It's nice. I know we had some uh, emails going back and forth when we acquired them, and they have somewhat different uh, names and terms in Canada. I did, I did not see the word hoser show up. <laughs> no. I, it was it was nice it was nice to be out of date steve yeah i mean it, it was fun to watch the interaction between the two groups right i mean we want this to be one company we always right. have wanted it to be one company you know we do have a separate legal presence up there which is necessary for how we do business but you know, this is we treat this just as another team of application and developers and PMs, you know, like they were all just based in the US. So watching the jokes fly back and forth, the comments about various terms, you know, it it is good. And, you know, the fun, probably the most interesting thing from my perspective is, you know, all of a sudden we have a whole group of different holidays that we actually, well, we've been giving them to the Canadian employees anyway. It's just, there's more of them now. And all of a sudden, they're not working on a Monday. <laughs> it's like, why not? It's like, well, it's another one of their holidays. So, you know, we're we're getting there. Nice. Jeff, it sounds like more accounts for you to demo to. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, actually, I think it's been more... Um, uh, interesting from a licensing perspective, we've got uh, we've got currencies, we've got price sheets, we've got um, uh, a partner. Um, I mean, I guess we've had for a number of years, we've had a a, a partner, um, our our uh, Inovia NA um, partner instance up there. So I've occasionally had to sign in. Um, but yeah, it is. It's um, you know as much as um, what we do is is been international for a number of years. Um, certainly having a more established presence there and, and getting more expertise on everything Canadian is going to uh, is going to help um, our north of the border opportunities. So excited about that. And I, I think, you know, U.S. synergies and other things. While, you know, Canada would never admit to being, you know, part of the U.S. and the U.S. would never admit to being part of Canada. It, it's an easy way for us to be international and learn, learn more of the rules of the road, not just I've got the ability to sell licenses in the Netherlands, but now I actually have employees and presence. You know, I have salespeople, I have PMs, I, I have everything that is necessary for a business in a separate country with all the 
all the nuances that go along with that. How do you deal with the government? The tax structure is completely different. And these are all things we needed to learn how to do in a very controlled way. And this gives us that capability so that at some point, if we have an opportunity to expand to another country um, that is not Canada, but somewhere probably over in the EU, and I don't have anything on the horizon, but if we do, at least we've we've gone through this one and it's been a little easier to, you know, to navigate from that perspective. Um, an interesting little side note, we had had that um, Anovia North America entity for several years, anticipating that we were going to buy somebody up there at some point. And finally this year, we were just like, all right, just close it. It's, this is ridiculous. It's just costing us fees. There's no reason to keep it open. And we had started the process of closing it. And like two days later, Mark gave me a call. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm ready to sell. And I was just like, crap. <laughs> so we... Uh, we got Brian on the phone real, phone real quick, and he's, he's like, yeah, I didn't get it completely done yet. Sorry about that. It's like, well, stop. <laughs> I don't want you to do it anymore. So best late well, plans. Yeah, on, on that note um, of, of having a Canadian presence, I wonder, will that make it easier for um, people like you and I, Alan, who have had trouble in the past making it into Canada for business? Um <laughs> Nope. Will it make it any easier? I, I can tell you that my trip up there to sign all the documentation and you know get this thing completed was an unmitigated disaster. I mean, it, it took me forever. Oh, no. So we won't go into all the gory details of, of why I have so much trouble getting through Canadian customs, but I'm sure it doesn't have to have anything to do with your um, sunshine like personality. I'm sure no, it's no, not. No, no, I'm happy to luck guy. I don't know why they don't let me in. So, I have nothing good on, in a public way to say about nothing other than good things to say about the immigration service in Canada. That's good. I'm sure. Uh, our, yeah, I'm yeah. sure everyone that's watching appreciates that, um, including <laughs> both sets of government entities. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, you and I, we're, we're kind of stuck. Tom and Kevin have made it and Gary all made it up there just fine. So I guess it's just you and me, Jeff. Yeah. Must be the um, yeah. I I, I won't uh, I won't seek any correlations between us that uh, lead to that to that issue. But uh, um, so so that's exciting, and and Novia is is growing. Um, what else uh, What else are we doing in terms of growth? And uh, um, besides Steve, you know, um, bringing in a bunch of new clients, right? Well, we're I mean we're continuing down that path. I think you know. We, we have talked at length about our business model and does it scale and does it do we see good runway good growth on it and you know as as awful as this is going to sound it, it's a real good market from the standpoint of there's always somebody up out there screwing up an implement, implementation that you know we get to pick up the pieces and fix you know or there's somebody outgrows of our because there's a lot of small ones i mean so it's there's a lot of good growth opportunity for us to continue just to pick up um, free agents um, on a on you know on a nice pace and continue to grow. I mean, with this acquisition, we're we're at over 350 customers now, so it's a it's a big number, and that's just NAV and Business Central. I mean, that's it. So, you know, from a standpoint of who's if there are a group of ours that are just targeted for. NAV and Business Central in the in the world, you know, we're way up that list. 
you know, we very easily could be topping that list in the U.S. You know, now there's bars that have FNO or whatever they call it now and CRM and everything else. And, you know, we don't we just don't play and they're much bigger than we are, but we don't play in that particular game. One of the things that we have found is as, as we grow that way, you know, I still need staff and I continue to need additional staff. And it gets harder and harder to hire that staff um, because it's a competitive environment. You've got a lot of GP vendors who are now bringing in Business Central. And so they're looking for the same people that I own. So this year we decided to create Inovia University. And starting in June, uh, our first four students have gone through it now. Um, they graduated last month and they are now what we would consider junior application consultants. They know the basics of it. They know, understand our processes and procedures, and they have just a good method for um, being able to step into a team and start to be mentored in, in a way that allows them that hopefully sometime next year, they'll effectively go back into class for a few months in a, in a, in not nearly as, as tight of a way because they'll still have projects to be working on, but they'll be able to raise their level of skills to the mid-level of, of an application consultant. And so we're really excited about that. We have invested heavily in it. It's a way to grow our own consultants. And, you know, we look to expand that to other areas of our business. So, so you know, this year has been a big investment year for us. We've, we've done that with the students and, you know, we took one of our lead ACs out to lead that school. We invested heavily in terms of just getting the curriculum going and all those other things. Um, we've been working on a process and procedures and, you know, next year our goal is to, you know, grow at the proper pace and really solidify all those things that make a company great. And, you know, we're, we're excited about it. I mean, it's, it's a good way for us to continue to grow this business and, you know, to, to take ourselves to the next level now, which is quite a bit higher than, than what it's been in the past. And, and you know, in training our own consultants, because, you know, a lot of the times when I'm talking with folks that are considered Novia, you know, a lot of the partners seem to be a more of a break fix partner. And, and we're really not that break fix partner. I mean, I mean, we help people get their systems back but you know it's it's that mindset of you know i want you to do this versus you know say sure we'll go ahead and do it but you know we have that culture of okay you know there might be another way why do you want to do it and and, and it's great to see that because um it's it, it is interesting in the channel um how many folks that come over to anovia never had that right and and it is you know one of our consultants his name was john grant used to always call me and go we need to remember we have two parts to our name, Inovia and consulting. And, you know, how do we consult with these people? It's exactly what you just described, Steve, which is this is, you know, we look at your business and we try to be a valued partner in that business to help you grow that business and and not let you get go down ways that we know are just fundamentally wrong. Um, and so, you know, finding people who have that mindset that want to work with customers that way is you know can, can be challenging finding people who have enough of what we would call the soft skills which is look you've got all the knowledge and how to do operations of nbc or finance in bc but there's that middle ground the, the middle ground just takes some years of work you had to you know you had to have been in the trenches 
you needed to be here for a long time and have gone through a lot of different scenarios to be able to answer the questions, but more importantly, ask the right questions. And that's the difference from our perspective between a, a mid-level application consultant and a senior application consultant. And, you know, when we stepped back and looked at how we did things best, the people who have been here a long time and have grown with us, you know, that that's something we can control and it works really, really well for us. So, you know, it's a, as we grow the company, employees are one piece, customers are another, and they have to go in a, in a level that is balanced. And, you know, that's why when we acquire um, a company or acquire something like we did with DMS, which is just a practice, we like to get their employees too, because I, I just can't throw 50 customers into the mix. You know, we, we need those valued employees. And frankly, you know, when you really look at it, they're almost more valuable than the customer base sometimes, because, you know, we really, we really build, build on their skills to help us with everything else. And there's plenty of work out there. You know, we sales team does a great job of bringing it in, but there's a lot of business out there for us. Yeah, when you look at the numbers, I think the last I heard, there's about 230, 240,000 mm-hmm. clients running NAV or Business Central in the in the world, and about 10% are in North America. And that's that's still a less less a large number. Right. And when, you know, and, and the, the number we hear is that 30% of them at any given time are looking for a new VAR, you know, and, and <laughs> you look at our customer base, 30% of our customer base are now looking for a new VAR. You right. know, we rarely lose somebody. And when we do frequently, it's because they got bought and they had to move to and the parent company. Went, yeah, that's great. But you're going to SAP or Oracle or whatever our international group has on it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's rare that we do a misstep and we see a customer go away. So that it just shows you how well we do our jobs and how extraordinarily good this team is. Um, and I, you know, I can never say enough about how good this team does their work. And I mean that from just a company-wide standpoint. You know, as as leaders and as as members of a team, you you always want to improve. And so, unfortunately, you start focusing on the one mistake. He's like, ah, crap, how'd we do that? And you forget about the 99 that you did flawlessly. You know, we, we were joking the other day and I was talking to, um, actually talking to Jim Augustine. And, you know, I said, it's funny because, you know, six, seven years ago, we did five implementations or go lives, you know, maybe in a half a year or even a year. And it was all hands on deck and everybody was worried. And the whole, you know, the whole company was like, oh, God, we got to go live going. Today we do, you know, four or five, we can do four or five in a month. And and I don't even hear about them. They just happen, right? And it's that's just how good our teams have gotten. And in comparison to everybody that else that's out there that we compete with, I mean, we're we're the top of the board. But we continue to look for ways to improve. And you know, it's just the nature of the beast. So you started out as a, a member of the sales team. Then <laughs> yeah. after, I don't know why, the real reason why Alan left the sales team. But <laughs> I don't know. You hired in about a year after, yeah. about a year before I left. So it was that. <laughs> we know why he did, Jeff. I mean, when he, he took over, you went to be the COO and now you're the CEO. And that's probably been in, what, a six-year span, Alan. I, is there any aha moments you've had in, in there to where it's like, wow. 
I went from starting to here to get to here. Was there a moment in time where you're like, this is this is the path we're going to go or it, it's. Well, it, it's funny. So from a personal standpoint, you know, those first couple of years as CEO. I was always worried that everybody figure out I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, and it was like, yeah, OK, you've been faking it the whole time. <laughs> so we need to find somebody that's smarter than you. So we got to bring him back in sales now, Jeff. It's yeah. Like- oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, after that, I realized that, you know, I kind of did have a decent idea of what I was supposed to be doing in this job. But more importantly, I had an extremely strong team, both at leadership and then all the way down through the company. And that really was an aha moment because it's like, okay, you know what, we've got a solid foundation. And this is probably four years ago, you know, where we were about what, 35, 40 employees and I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 customers. And, you know, we we just sat back and went, okay, well, we're strong enough now that we can actually start go out and acquire people. We're strong enough structurally, we're strong enough financially, and now we can really grow the company. And there's a limit, there's a point where you're just like, okay, that, that's about as far as we wanna grow it, but we're not there yet. And you don't grow just for the sake of growing, you gotta grow to, for the sake of profitability, you know, and for revenue. I mean, you, ultimately, our job is to make profits for the owner of the company. But, you know, when when I realized that we could continue to expand this company and not risk it uh, because of the quality of the staff I had and because of where we had finally gotten to, I mean, that was that was a big deal, you know. And then as a company, you just realize, you know, just how every time we acquire somebody, we realize how good we are. And, I, you know, those are many ahas, uh, many aha moments. Um, I think the other ones are just watching you know, the sales staff and how the the size of the deals they bring in. And, you know, when Steve, when you started, you know, a, a free agent would come in and they'd have a few support tickets, right? You know, or maybe just, just you know, they're not going to do anything for six months. We got their annual enhancement. And now, you know, you and Jim bring in a free agent and they have a laundry list. And it's several hundred hours that they want done immediately. I mean, that's a fundamental shift in how we do business. Another moment in our company structure that just goes, wow, that's that that's cool and that's impressive. And delivery can then deliver that, which is even more impressive. So it's it's been an interesting journey um, watching and, you know, guiding this company in terms of watching it grow in these ways and these in these bigger leaps. So it's. You know, it's fun. I, I'm still enjoying it. And I think so just for our listeners, when, when Alan says the word free agent, the two words, it's it's somebody that was already uh, on the system with another partner that was looking for another partner. And I think, Alan, you know, uh, what sticks out is when that started happening, because it, it would usually they would come over and wanted to make sure we are who we said we were and that we could do the work and support them and then kind of go into a project. But just the last several years, and I don't know if it's because of the licensing model where uh, uh, MSPs can sell licenses to uh, clients that are running Business Central, but we had to we had to make decisions and almost pivot to where, all right, these they're coming in and they're in pain, 
mm-hmm. but we can't disrupt the rest of our business. And I think how we've grown uh, the uh, support team and kind of re kind of restructured some of our you know folks in on the delivery side were able to help those clients because I mean <laughs> a lot of them some of them needed some some help yep. yesterday, right? <laughs> and, and a lot of partners aren't really built that way to do it because you know every partner likes to take their resources and have them booked out several months. And so, you know, when I have these conversations with folks or when we do as a sales team, I think a lot of them, you know, they, they, you know, I almost forget because we've been doing it now for so long. They're like, you know, can you handle this? Right. And I think it's been kind of, it's, it's been, it's been fun to watch that, how we've uh, put processes in place and the right people and the right roles and the right teams. So we could actually help those clients on board them and make that journey for them. Yeah. And we've gone through the stages that businesses go through, and we still have multiples to go through. But, you know, there's that $2 million stage, and then there's the $5 million, and then the 10 and then the 20 And as you crest and go through each one of those barriers, your process of procedures get strained, and you have to redesign them. And your, your staff changes and how you interact and the rules of the road with HR. You know, you crest 100 people. Whole world changes. Crest fifty, it changes. Crest hundred, it changes dramatically. You know, and and we're there. You know, and and so we're not only are we having to adjust how we interact with the customers, but you know we've had to interact, change, and adjust the support mechanisms we have in dealing with our employees and making sure that you know they're protected, they're happy. You know, Donovan's famous. Donovan, the owner of the company, his famous line: "Reasonably happy most of the time." You know, for the vast majority of us, this is a job, myself included. It's not my life. It's a job. You want to be reasonably happy most of the time at your job because you're there a lot. And I think that, you know, it's it's a goal that ironically is a little harder to attain than you realize. But I think in general, we do a pretty stinking good job of it. And, you know, we see that in the in the feedback we get from the employees. And so, you know, it's it's it. it Managing the growth of a company is an interesting process. Um, managing it profitably is an interesting process and keeping people happy. You know, in this day and age, we we know what it's like keeping employees and we do a good job of that too. So I, I'm very proud of this company at this point of where they, where the team is at and how it's done it. Um, and we're really in good shape, you know, to, to lead us into the next, you know, five, 10 years, which is how I see things. I look five, 10 years out. Even nice. though you know I'm way too old, and I won't, <laughs> won't be well, having that strategic mindset is kind of important. And I think, you know, think about it, Jeff. Since you've been the pre-sales engineer for our team, you've probably seen everything, right? Because just the transformation of just doing demos for our current clients. Now you're doing demos for everything, right? You're dealing with people that are new to Microsoft and on an old system. And I was kind of curious to hear, like, when you see clients coming in that are on a real old version, and you show them the new version uh, on it, what's what's the initial reaction? Are they like in awe of all the capabilities, or are they still want to rebuild the old system? <laughs> yeah, I think that um, I sense that uh, we always have a discovery call in the process of, of um, setting up the demo and getting an idea of, you know, sometimes it's just one or two features that the new version has that is life-changing to their organization. Um, sometimes, you know, there are people that uh, that 
you know, are from the don't move my cheese um, division. And they, you know, it's like they don't want to do things different because they've struggled with the system for so long and they know. Um, but it's it's definitely um, with all that Microsoft is doing to, uh, you know, that maybe is is um, somewhat tied to our success and growth. But Microsoft adds functionality and um, grows their platform of um, dynamics and Microsoft 365. We, you know, we're obviously um, hitched our way you know, up to uh, to that. And, um, and I think that uh, that certainly there's all of these um, really cool things that I get to show in the demo and um, and it makes my job fun. So there's a little, uh, you know, there's something in it for everyone. Um, and mostly I'd say most of my demos are for, you know, the the new to Microsoft um, opportunities and, and Andrew is bringing them in. And, and you know, when you hear a lot of feedback about comparing this to, to other systems that are out there and when you show how, all the cool integrations with the rest of the Microsoft 365 platform. It um, it it really does, you know, like you like to say, I've heard you say um, internally, at least that Steve, about how easy your job is. All you've got to do is is sell Innovia and our, our great resources. Um, so I want to sort of shift the discussion back to that. And, um, and I was doing some math in my head when we were talking about, so you said there's like 230, 240,000, uh, NAB instances or NAB BC instances um, in the world. 10% of that is in the U.S. That's like 23,000. At any one time, 30% of those are um, looking for a new partner. It's like 7,000. So, no, so I was 7, gonna raise my quota. You don't need to do the numbers. <laughs> That's where I'm going with this. Like I'm yeah. saying, you get like 1% of 7,000 is is 70, Steve. Like I think you can hit 1% uh, this year. So uh, <laughs> let's set that for the goal of. Uh, of 2023 <laughs> but but you know the, yeah the numbers are uh it's in it, it, it's controlled growth right because you know one of the things that uh you know coming from the pharma industry i thought getting people to change like writing prescriptions was hard you know and you know the, <laughs> this whole sense of change management that we deal with because it's easier to stay with the devil you know versus you don't know and some right. people will fight change to the end and you know, and, and ERP can be tough, right? Because we're, we're, we're people, it's, you know, we just went live on a system that we've been trying to go live on for our ticketing, you know, and then we do this for a living. And Alan, you saw, you know, I think it opens our eyes to the internal cha uh, challenges that our, our clients deal with, but there's a lot of fear, you yeah. know, on, on, on changing systems and moving forward. And I, and I hear firsthand from a lot of folks, because especially if they had either you know, uh, their system, you know, either bought from the low bidder or they didn't really do a good job up front of building that blueprint to make the system do what they want. But, you know, it's it is interesting the conversations I have with, you know, with with some of those you talked about those numbers. And uh, in uh, I, I think of the my, when I first got hired on with Tom, we went up to Wisconsin and uh, to a, a, and I think, Jeff, you might even have been there. And the owner of the company said, can you install it on Friday and Monday, flip the switch and it will work. And it was, it was one of the most complex systems. Remember the guy had the twine on a shipping thing? And it was like everywhere from there. And I just, I, I, I you know, it's, you got to make the decision. Do you have to give reality therapy or say, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> Maybe, can you push it on another week or two? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me two more days. <laughs> <laughs> give me two more days. But yeah, those are, but you're right. The, the numbers are large. And I think, you know, where Alan kind of talked about, like, so Alan, we're about, about 100 folks now. 
Yeah, yeah, we're between Canada and the U.S. We and and Colombia, we we top hundred. We're at a hundred. And what's what's typical size of a of a Microsoft Business Central NAP partner? So, I would say they're probably anywhere from <laughs> somebody of of note. You know, it's not just two guys. I would say probably five to fifteen. You know, of of people who are just NAB NBC. You know, so you get the guys that you know are selling all kinds of other stuff too, and they can be in the hundreds or thousands. But you know, for a typical in our industry, yeah, it's going to be. And my mower's going by, so you guys get to listen to the mower. Um, <laughs> that's you know, that's pretty typical. And we, when we look at at acquisitions, we're looking at the the five to twenty person company that, and they'll probably do. Anywhere from a low of two million dollars a year to a high of, you know, maybe five ish, right around there. So you know, it's but it, it's tough. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to build a practice and it's hard to find the staff to do it with. I mean, I, it it was interesting. You know, Jeff Jeff was here when when I hired in and it was you, me, and Freya. You know, that was the sum total of the sales team at that point, um, and. You know, we started, the business was already changing at that point to be the free agent model. And we've had a number of competitors who have tried to do what we do, and they just can't. They just don't know how to do it. Because most of the industry is geared towards selling net new. I want to sell net new, new seats. And back then, it was new software, because that's where you got your big dollars. You sold a lot of software, and it was worth a lot. We just don't do that, you know, and it's hard for people to make that change. Mike myself real quick here. Hang on. Wow, I thought he'd never stop talking, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you right, gotta pay that. those mower guys more. Oh, oh, oh the, guy, the mower guy went back, Jeff. He just yeah. went by. <laughs> um, so it, you know, it it's tough. It what we do is hard. What we do is hard when we work with our customers and helping them through these navigations. What we also do is just the way we structure our business is hard for a company to make that pivot. It took us a lot of years to make it, but that's why we don't have a lot of competitors doing this. Yeah, it's 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 you know I was thinking of the Southwest model, right? Because they can get people on planes and off planes quicker than anybody, you know. And as a salesperson, you could cancel up to an hour before. They make it real easy to deal with them. And people have tried to copy them, but you you know you you have to actually have the same type of culture, and you can't miss a step. And and I you know we always talk about how the investment in the customer engagement team, right? That we don't sit there, wait for you to call us. We're engaged with you. We're going on site and you don't get a bill for that. Right. You know, and that's an investment that you and Donovan have put into the organization. It's kind of a give back, I tell, you know, I tell clients. And also, you know, I think about the customer conference and we had a huge attendance, you know, almost 300 people at the customer conference. And, you know, they'll ask me, you know, so we don't have to pay to come to this? Right. You know, you have to pay for your transportation, but outside of that, you know, it's it's it is a give back, and that's what make that that mo- that model work is that you know we, you know, and Thomas said it. You know, when you truly say partnership, when only one person's investing, it's not a partnership. So it's when both parties invest into that relationship. So I know we're coming up on time, Alan. Is there anything else I can talk about recapping this year or going into next year? You know, I I think we look for a really good next year. I mean, we're 
you know, much to the leadership team's chagrin, we're in budget time. So, you know, they're all having to work kind of hard to figure out budgets for me to actually approve. But, you know, it's a solid year for us, even with the economy, the way it's doing its flaky stuff. We look for this to be a real good 2023 and a nice growth for us and continue continue the path that we're growing right now. So I'm, I'm excited we're going to get there and, and we're looking forward to it. Alan, we appreciate your time. For all our clients that are listening, we, we appreciate your business and the opportunity to serve you. And as always, you can find the podcast on the Inovia website or all the different podcast uh, uh, apps that are out there. And Jeff, this podcast is over. <laughs>